Witch Podcast. Nettle here. I'm Lyra. And uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, not my favorite tail type, but one. It one might be my favorite tail type. <laughs> I didn't know about it until tonight, but it might be my favorite. I'm so excited. And just um, for anybody who hasn't heard that terminology before, a tail type, um, specific, I know specifically it works for folk tales and fairy tales. It's just, here's the core tale, and then usually there's a lot of variations of it across the world. Um, not everywhere but like cinderella if you look up cinderella there's a million versions yeah um but this one specifically i don't know what the fuck it's called but it's about (laughs) someone gets murdered their bones get turned into an instrument and then they reveal who murdered them and revenge is taken i love it (laughs) it's very fun um the two types i know and i was actually looking up and i couldn't find it there's actually a poem i know it goes along with it there it's a scottish folktale um, two people get together. They're going to elope and run away. The problem is, as soon as the woman meets up with her lover, he murders her, dumps her body in a river, and runs off with all her money, whatever she got, so they could elope. Um, a passing, I guess it's some guy who plays instruments, because some guy passing, after some time, finds her bones, takes her breastbone, and turns it into a harp. I'm so sorry to interrupt. So did he just find a full human skeleton and was like, I'm going to take this one piece? See, I am legitimately unsure. Because he finds it in the river. So, like, you can you can assume that maybe it drifted apart. But also, like, it's kind of fucking weird. It's absolutely weird. Very upsetting. So he puts this heart together, I assume very quickly. Um, and it immediately starts playing this beautiful song about murder. <laughs> so our, our do you do? <laughs> so our poor man who's just crea- or woman or or none our person just goes with this harp well this is concerning and takes it to the local nobleman or king or whoever the fuck's nearby and has him play the harp or has him listen to the harp i like that this just automatically like suggests that this man knew how to play the harp this right? other man <laughs> Or other person, whatever. Yeah. Sorry about just destroying who this who our mysterious character who made the harp is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a harpist, I guess. But yeah, he's not even playing the harp, it's just playing itself. It's very concerning. So he takes it to uh whoever, our rich person who's gonna take care of our issues. And the harp is playing, and he's like, Wow, this sounds real damn familiar. Like the man who's currently swindling my sister. <laughs> oh my god. I like that he knew that this dude was swindling his sister, though. I mean... I, let me say, I genuinely didn't think I was going to be talking this much in this episode. I'm so sorry. I adore it. <laughs> um, so, uh, he... The murderer is killed, and everything's put to rest. Um, and that's that's kind of the end. Um, the other one, it is a Grimm's Brother fairy tale, and I should, you would hope, remember the name of it. I don't. Um, but anyway... This one, instead of being about lovers, it's about two brothers. Who are also lovers. No. No. That is really weird. No. <laughs> um, the we, older... we don't support incest. We do not. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> it's, to be fair, it's mostly to cover my ass, because I definitely made the joke, and I don't want people making <laughs> assumptions about me and what I support. And that's fair. Our, uh... I snorted. I'm so sorry. You're so fine. Um, so the older brother, the older brother's kind of a shitty, lazy fucker. Um, and that's, if you've read Grimm's Fairy Tales, 
That's pretty typical. There's usually one. There's usually one. It's usually the older one. That's true. The younger brother. Oh, no. What does that say about their relationship? <laughs> I don't know, because uh, honestly, complete side note, they had a wonderful relationship with each other. Maybe they had a, like an older brother together. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think either one of them was actually the oldest, but I won't swear to that, because I know a lot of their siblings didn't um, survive to adulthood. But yeah, I don't think either That's one of them was funny. the oldest. The, the fact that their siblings didn't adult, uh, survive till adulthood, I definitely laughed when you said that. I wasn't laughing about that. I was laughing about, like, the two of them writing down, and one of them's like, we're gonna make this older brother shitty, and the other one's like, yeah, like, that fucking Jerry. <laughs> Except I'm certain it wasn't Jerry. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I know they did have a couple brothers, because if you look them up, they've got some... They help some of their siblings out with shit. Like People had such big families back then. Oh my god. I mean, I say back then, but... Yeah. You've heard of Utah. <laughs> Don't talk to me. So the younger brother, get back to that. <laughs> he's very sweet, he's kind of heart, he's, um, no, pure of heart, and he's hardworking. So there's this boar that's going through the king's woods, just murdering everybody who tries to stop it. So the king, the king offers his daughter's hand in marriage... Um, should somebody kill the boar and bring it to him. So the elder brother sets out first. Um, he stops He stops at a tavern, gets way drunk, and doesn't do shit. Uh, the younger brother, who he doesn't set out too much farther, longer out after his brother. He follows his brother. Uh, he doesn't follow. He goes to the king's woods, runs into a dwarf who goes, Damn, you're that pure of heart lad I've been looking for. Have this spear. That's it. That's their entire interaction. Have this spear. Kill that boar. And he does, because he, he now has an enchanted spear yeah. from a dwarf who just sort of wandered in and wandered back out. Pretty typical fairy tale things. Um, so the, bro- the younger brother goes out, kills the boar with one, one thrust of his spear. One spear plop. Yeah, spear plop. <laughs> Car- and is carrying... Sorry, there's a cat. Uh, carrying- there's always a cat. <laughs> carrying the boar back. Um, on the way, he runs into his brother, and he's like, hey check out what I did because it's it's kind of an accomplishment and he wants you know he wants some praise from his older brother yeah who's a dick <laughs> so his older brother is really mad and proceeds to I think he tricks his brother but essentially what it boils down to is he kills his younger brother takes the boar and carries it to um the king who then goes yeah okay marry my daughter so this is really sad so once again some wandering man who makes instruments out of bones Finds some bone of the brother. I feel like it's a finger. I feel like for a flute, because that's what he makes, it's a little too small. Hmm. So I have no idea what bone he takes. I mean, I guess he could have made a piccolo. I mean, like, I guess, like, then again, there were less, like, (laughs) metrics back then with which to measure your your handmade instrument. But, like, I guess a leg bone. Mm -hmm. I think a leg bone or an arm bone, because that'd be a nice... Those are fairly thick, right? Yeah, oh, I guess. I guess yeah, leg I guess would probably make one. more sense because there'd be less. Because aren't there holes in the arm bone? I don't know shit about bones is a good way to start this. <laughs> I think bones are generally porous. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna want you're gonna want something long and well longish and hollow. Yeah. So anyway, it would be hollow. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, we pick the pick the bone you want, and that is the bone we're turning pick into your a flute. Favorite bone. Pick your favorite bone. Um, <laughs> and our man makes a flute. Unlike the harp from the last story, he does actually have to be playing the flute. But once he plays it, instead of, you know, just 
sounds that work into music, it is playing a song about betrayal and a brother, his brother killing this other brother. And our man who's playing this one bone that we he's supposedly found by itself and doesn't realize is attached to a person goes, wow, what a nifty song. <laughs> Proceeds to take it to the king to show him, you know, this cool shit he just made. I like that he's not at all freaked out about this. You just, there's a certain point in fairy tales where you gotta choose if you're gonna, if you're gonna care or not. I mean, I guess that's true in life, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, our man's playing the song, and the king notices, you know, there's a lot of similarities, especially to this flute, you know, accusing his new son-in-law of murder. (laughs) And it makes a little bit of sense, considering he's met the man and now married him to his daughter, and, well, it doesn't really fit that he killed the boar. I'm sure he realizes that he's an asshole and not good at things. We would hope. So the king has the brother killed because he has this very convincing accusation from a bone. Um, (laughs) Explaining everything. Very Um, convincing accusation from a bone. And and in a weird (laughs) twist, um, this is actually, typically in Grimm's Brothers Tales, if you die and you are a good person... Or at least we assume you're a good person because I said you were a good person. Um, you come to life in the end. In the story, not, that doesn't happen. Um, the younger brother stays dead, the older brother dies, and then the princess, we assume, just becomes a widow until she's married again later. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of kind of morose. It fits very well with the other tale. And I don't know if you want to go into another one, but I just remembered another one. It's a little bit different, but it's sort of the same idea. I would love to go into another one. I do want to say, before we go to another story, yeah. this definitely isn't his firstborn, this daughter that he marries to somebody who killed a fucking boar in the forest. You see, the Grimm's brothers kind of suck at fairy tales because they are very, very sparse on details, which, by the way, if you're hearing this and going, most fairy tales are sparse on details. Because they're mostly <laughs> Grimm's brothers' fairy tales. Because they're mostly Grimm's brothers. <laughs> the other one's Perot, who... God, if I could just punch someone in the face and it not change anything in the world, Perot would be a good one. His morals are just terrible. Like, not, like, his actual morals, the morals on his tales. I don't know shit about his real morals. I remember we had that discussion about if you could punch one person in history. Because <laughs> I remember we both agreed that it would be Henry VIII, and then you changed it to somebody else. So is this the same person that you changed it to before? This is. Okay, good. Because I get really mad. There's actually... The Grimm's brothers and Perot are really, really attested for bringing fairy tales um, to sort of the modern world. It's really funny because there's actually a shit ton of French countesses, which I think I said that wrong, who actually did a lot of fairy tale work and they did a lot of really detailed and complicated and interesting fairy tale work oh cool yeah i have um it's a shitty translation <laughs> but i have one by the lady who's most well known i think her, i think it's madame de, de Olnoy, which i can check later um she had some really i can't i think i'm i think i'm gonna call this the right thing she did really nice frame tale fairy works where there was a ma- there was like a big tale around the rest and then there was little tale well little for her tales in between. They're very intricate, they're very detailed, they're very <coughs> interesting. They're also really fucking cool. Um and she's just the, and sorry, I was calling the translation shitty, not because the translation itself shitty. It's just a collection of tales from her. It's not the actual frame tale. 
Oh. And I'm really depressed about that, and I need to look again soon to see if anyone has sat down and translated that whole work, because that's something I really want, but I don't know French. <laughs> but her and a whole bunch of people, and Perot actually, he went to the parlors and told tales with them, and his were a lot simpler. So fairy tales, they can be simple, but they're not necessarily yeah. just all simple. Well, because, I mean, especially if it if it's something that's spoken word of mouth mm-hmm. sort of thing, like most fairy tales were before they were written down. Like, they, they tend to be very complex. Mm-hmm. So They super are, and it's actually really weird, because fairy tales, um, at least, oh god, I want to say around the 16th century, and I'm probably wrong about the date, they were mostly written down. Yeah. Um, cause I know one of the biggest things when I was studying fairy tales, cause that was a thing I was doing for a while before I gave up, um, cause I suck at school. So this is what happened when you <laughs> suck at school, people, you give up on weird things. Um, fuck. Oh my God. Hey, uh... <laughs> she has been making set, like sounds. All night, and she keeps scaring the crap out of us. She keeps coming out of nowhere. I know. Um, and I guess she just discovered I've got a fish. Oh. <laughs> so that's, that's great. Oh. There's a major, like, I see it all the time where people talk about how fairy tales are just folk tales written down. And they're actually two very different things. Because fairy tales, um, some of them are based on folk tales and some of them are born out of folk tales. Yeah, and I realize there can be overlap. But... Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, fairy tales, by and large, they're written down. Like, it's not... I know the Grimm's Brothers were big on that because they got fairy tales from from people for the most part. Um, but they weren't, they weren't necessarily... They didn't get folk tales and then write them down. At first, they did a little bit of that, but they did they did very much take people's tales and then rework them into a format that it was pleasing for them. And I know, especially after they realized that children were one of their main audiences, that's why that's why you have a lot of toning down after a certain point. Yeah. But anyway, now that I've just derailed us into <laughs> completely weird bullshit, let's talk about the juniper tree. Okay. Okay, so this one is actually my favorite fairy tale from my youth, and it is fucking horrible, just to, just to let you all know. I think it technically... Oh, no, it technically fits into the Bluebeard fairy tale type. Oh. Which is really weird, but it also fits really well with this. What happens is there is a man... Um, his, wife, his wife dies, so he buries her beneath the juniper tree. Oh, no, he buries her, and then a juniper tree sprouts out from, from her grave. So it's him and his young son. He marries another woman. And this is where it gets confusing. And I know it's a stupid thing to be confused about. There's a daughter, Marjorie. She definitely belongs to the second wife. I was led to believe for a very... This is where I get mixed up. Because when I originally read the tale, I thought she was the older sister to the little boy. So essentially they married and then they had two... Each one already had a kid. Depending on how you read it, sometimes she's the younger sister. Hmm. So she's, they either had a child together after they got together, or this woman brought a child into the marriage. It doesn't really matter. Marjorie loves her little brother. He's unnamed. I don't know why Marjorie's named, honestly. That's kind <laughs> of a weird thing for Grimm's brothers. Um, and the wife, she just hates. She hates the boys so much. Um, there's the, the only real reason is just sort of jealousy, um, which actually is also a very big thing in Grimm's Brothers, especially when two families come together, is being jealous. So she, um, at some point she has the boy sit down and she tells him she'll bring him something or other, and then just chops his head clean off. 
Oh. Yeah, it's pretty horrifying. So then she proceeds to put his head back on, put a handkerchief on, and then her daughter comes home. What is the deal with fairy tales and just sticking heads back on people? I mean, it's what you do. To be fair, he wasn't he wasn't brought back to life by this. Okay, that's that He's still fair. dead. <laughs> so the uh, the mother tells the daughter to go and just give her brother a good whack because she's been calling for him and he hasn't come. So the daughter, she goes, she smacks her brother, his head pops clean off. Yep. So she's beside herself with grief, because she's just killed her brother. <laughs> um, the mother's like, well, we have to hide this from your father. So she proceeds to chop the boy up, cook him, and oh, then... Oh, no! Yes. Feed him to his father. Ugh. It gets worse. So the... <laughs> Marjorie... <laughs> Marjorie's still beside herself with grief, so she gathers up his bones and what's left of him, wraps it up in that handkerchief, and buries him beneath the juniper tree where his mother was buried. And then a bird comes out. Actually, this is where it gets really confusing, because I don't know if the bird comes out there, if the bird comes out somewhere else. <laughs> but the bird goes into town, and he starts singing, um, It was my mother who killed me, my father who ate me, my sister Marjorie, Marjorie, um, Oh, God. I'm so sorry, because I, I used to know this song by heart. I think I've heard this, actually. It's because I've sang it to you. Oh, Because okay. I'm a bitch. <laughs> uh, my father... Okay, I'm going to do this real slow. My father who... Uh, my mother who killed me. My father who ate me. My sister, Marjorie. And this is the part... I'm so sorry, because it sounds really nice when you get it going in a nice rhythm, and I'd have to look it up to say it well. But basically, she bound up uh, his bones and buried him beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet, what a pretty bird am I. And the townspeople are like, holy shit, we love that song. Sing it for us again. He's like, well, give me something. So um, first they, well, not first, at some point they give him a bag of gold. He sings it for him again. He flies off. He sings it somewhere else in town. I hate a bird, a bag of gold. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, no, it gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> Anytime you're with a fairy tales, just assume it gets worse. I love fairy tales. This is the best. Um, so he, he has the same thing, sings his little song, and the townspeople are like, holy shit, that's really great, sing it for us again. He's like, well, give me something. And they're like, uh, I have these pretty shoes, these pretty red shoes. So he says, so they go, okay. So he goes out to, um, I want to say the mill farm, but maybe the mill. But anyway, he's out singing to the people, and they're like, well, give us something. And he's like, uh, give me that millstone. Which, by the way, I looked up a millstone. They're giant. They're giant, and this bird is not described to be large. <laughs> This is not described to be a monstrous bird that's just floating around town singing songs and greet and, and yeah, charming people. Because I think, like, if a full-on rook landed in the middle of your town and started singing a creepy-ass song, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, let's give him some gold. You'd be like, fuck, kill it. Right? So, so then he flies to his house. Well, he flies to the boy's house. Yeah. Starts singing his song and the mother's freaking out. So the father goes out at first to see, well, what the fuck's going on? And he's, he's, he's given a bag of gold. And he's like, well, that's cool. Marjorie also goes out. She's she's still beside herself with grief. And she gets out there and hears the song. And she's gifted shoes. Those pretty shoes that they got. And then the mother finally goes... <laughs> Sorry. I just realized where this was going. So the mother finally comes out. Completely, completely like, well, what is he going to give me? Um, and she gets a millstone thrown on her. Dies immediately. And then in true Grimm's Brothers fashion... The boy comes back to life, but so does his dead mother, who's been dead for quite a while at this point. Huh. And then they come together with Marjorie and the father and become a happy family. Sure. Yeah. Well, I assume that's how, that's where it ends. 
That's wild as fuck. I dig it. Like, I really like it a lot. Um, I do... I have some questions. Yes, go for it. That I'm not sure that you have answers to. We'll find out. Um, it's specifically about bone instruments. Yeah. Uh, one of them's kind of nonsensical. <laughs> After they, you know, reveal that they've been murdered and justice have been has been served, are, like, do they move on? Are they out of the bone? Or do they stick in the bone... And they're like, cause you know, in are they trapped spirits? Yeah, but like you know, in uh, Peter and the Beanstalk, Jack and the Beanstalk, Peter, fuck, uh, oh the heart, yeah, um, two, and this is where it sucks, cause both of them end after revenge has been served. I'm like fifty percent sure with the first one with the harp. That once um, Justice has been served, the harp is quieted, so we can hope that she passes on. Thank God. With the other one, like, I have no fucking clue. Like, I hope so, since he didn't get resurrected like every other (laughs) protagonist who gets murdered. But, like, my next question... (laughs) Like, because with the bird, obviously there's words. Yeah. But with the instruments... Do you just get a feel? No, no, you legit get the words. Okay. It makes it so much worse. I'm looking at the Juniper Tree song. I'm just saying, like, if if I was listening to a man play a flute and words were coming out of the flute, I'd be like, the fuck's going on? (laughs) I would would be concerned. I honestly would probably assume the flute's haunted, so I mean, (laughs) at least I'd be right. You are. And sorry, I'm still looking at the Juniper Tree song, because I do want to sing it, because... Uh, I love it. <laughs> Similarly to the townspeople. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, I found the Grimm's Brothers book in my house when I was like 11. And that is a horrible age to find fairy tales because, because fairy tales are kind of awful sometimes. They're kind of fucked up, yeah. They're kind of fucked up and no offense, no, full offense, full offense. <laughs> Some fairy tale scholars are kind of the shittiest people ever. That's true. And, like, it's just... There we go. Most Sorry. scholars. Never mind. You know what? Most scholars are. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. There are some good scholars out there doing good work. And then there are some shitty scholars who... Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, here's one version of the song. I've actually... Oh, my God. At one point, I had, like, three on me at a time because there's so many... Like, the way people translate them. Yeah. But here's that song I couldn't say earlier. My mother, she killed me. My father, he ate me. My sister, Marlene, and I swear to God, it's either always Marjorie or Marlene. (laughs) I don't know why a name would be the hardest thing to translate. Right? Gathered all my bones, tied them in a silken scarf. Okay, I've never seen silken. I'm so sorry. Lay them beneath the juniper tree. Tweet, tweet, what a beautiful bird am I. I know I've heard a more lyrical version, but it would take me probably an hour to find it. I love it. It's super fucked up. I really want to embroider it on something. It's really fun. Hit me up later. I'll find you all the different versions so you can know which one you want. Because there's there's this one really, like, lyrical version that just... It's, like, it's not... It's a translation. It's never going to be, like, perfectly lyrical. Yeah. But I love it. And I just don't remember what it is because it's been at least, like, three years before I considered using it for something. (laughs) Before this moment in time. Yes. Which, actually, really quick, jumping off that, I realized to the listeners that this isn't, like, a super witch-heavy episode, but we talked about how we're going to talk about weird shit, so we just haven't branched out before now. (laughs) That's true. And honestly, this all started because I was thinking about ghosts. And I mean, man, I really wish we could have made 
ghost and the music work in a way that that makes sense because i was thinking of it as like a pun off ghost in the machine oh yeah <laughs> but i wouldn't know how to make it obvious that's true anyway our, but yeah i anyway. like our current title i like it too uh but anyway um ghosts are neat <laughs> they exist in a lot of types of fiction and also they've been bothering us lately <laughs> that's true <laughs> I really like stories like that, though, where a ghost is part of, like, solving their own murder. Have I talked to you about the case in, like, the 18 or 1700s? I don't remember when. I, I heard about this on a different podcast, um, <laughs> which I don't remember which one, so I'm not going to, like, <laughs> mention one, where a woman appeared to her mother after she died and told her that her husband killed her. And, listen, this is a real case. Yeah. Wasn't it found, like, wasn't it accepted in court? Yeah. I love it, to be fair. <laughs> it was accepted as evidence. Enough as an evidence to exhume her body and, like, take a closer look at it. Nice. So. I, uh, I'm just so happy about it. It's delightful. Honestly, um... Like, if I appear to somebody, they better be able to claim my ghost in court. Right? I'm murdered. It sounds like, a, it sounds like an Ace Attorney thing. Like, not to be rude, but it sounds like something that would happen in Ace Attorney. I'm not going to swear it does. I still haven't finished those games because I'm so slow and also stuck. From, the, from what you've told me, because I haven't played them, that sounds like it could very easily be in the game. So, games? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like a fuck ton. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> All right, but we're approaching 30 minutes. Yeah, I guess we should I guess we should stop. Yeah, we'll wrap this up. Um I don't really have a ghost story to wrap up our bonus episode and um this is the first time I'm having this conversation with anybody. So it's good that it's going to be on the podcast. I'm kind of thinking maybe we should stop doing ghost stories at the end of bonus episodes anyway because I'm afraid we're just going to run plum out. <laughs> we probably are. Yeah. Like completely legit cuz I don't want to be rude cuz I have um like maybe one ghost story that I've actually experienced. The rest are all just shit I know because I w- I'm a little obsessed with ghosts and I used yeah. to be a little more obsessed with ghosts. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm going to say let's uh, let's stop doing ghost stories at the end of bonus episodes. That's not definite. We haven't talked about it with anybody else yet. <laughs> so. We'll find out. I mean, I feel like they're good at long episodes. Yeah. So, um, I don't have a creepy thing to creep our listeners out. I do. Do you? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Banshees. <laughs> not... Oh, this is... What I mean. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had Banshees on the mind. Oh my god. Banshees are creepy. <laughs> well, like, and it's not their fault. They're just trying to warn you that death That's is true. coming. Some of them. Some of them are... Are some of them a little more active? Yeah. Oh, nice. Some of them, like, actively try to harm people. I don't remember. I think they're also called something different, but I don't remember. I don't know. I've only ever heard of Banshees, like, warning people about death, but also that's kind of an ominous thing. (laughs) Don't quote me on any of that shit. I need to look into it. I'm just pretty sure. To be fair, also, some stories with Banshees, like, they try and warn people about death, and then the person seeing a Banshee either runs into their death or panics so hard they die. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) So, maybe I'm just thinking about them the wrong way. Um, so, for, for the creepy thing that I was talking, 
for the creepy thing I was talking about, I'm going to try and just, just <laughs> come up with one real quick. Um, so, dear listeners, tonight, uh, we wish you luck trying to ignore the pair of eyes you know is out in that dark window. Does that work? Does that connect? I think I used the wrong words. There's a dark window right there, yeah, so that's what it... That's what inspired me, because it's one of my big things. I hate dark windows. Lyra's not trying to scare you. She's trying to scare me. I'm also scaring myself. <laughs> We're bad at this. <laughs> Alright, but thanks for listening. Uh, stay spooky. Stay, I, I was really going to say keep it spooky. <laughs> like a fucking amateur. Keep your tits up, goddamn. <laughs>